Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today, we are heading to Colorado to chat with Heather Tote. Heather is a number one best-selling author, podcaster, and an international marriage and mindset expert. Heather and her partner, Mark, help save marriages with a radically different approach than traditional counseling. So, Heather, welcome to the Relatable Voice. Thank you so much, Lucia. I am so honored and grateful to be here with you. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Heather. And I must say, you are like a real life superhero. Manage (laughs) a household with eight kids, a dog, a kitten, 21 chicks, and eight ducks. Oh my God. That's crazy. (laughs) Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Uh, And yes, the eight kids is the the funnest and the hardest. (laughs) So I can help but wonder, with such a lively family, how do you find the time and energy to work your magic in saving other couples' marriage? Tell me your secret, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if it's so much a secret. I feel like, you know, we all come here for a purpose, right? We all have this reason why we're on this earth, right? Why we're alive. And when you really just own that and you just live into that, you find that it just fills you up, right? It just helps fill that cup. So then you have your needs taken care of and you're able to then give to the other people in your life, like your children and your, your career and your family and your partner and marriage and all of those things. So I think that's just a really important thing is that we know why we're here and what we can do with the time that we've been given and lean into what really drives us. what really fuels us, what gives us that life and that passion. Yes. You must be a master multitasker. Am I correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. My husband laughs because I always have like five things going on at once. Oh, yesterday I had two kids asking me for something. I was answering a text message and I was trying to listen um, to my partner's business meeting. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's way too much. I got to do one thing at a time. (laughs) Yes. But like many women, like many, you know, mothers, business owners, like we just, we like to be busy. We like to do lots of things and we like to have lots going on. Um, And so that works. That works for me. And it's okay if it doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) 
Yes, I could. I have to admit, I have one daughter, one cat. He lives with my mom because my my husband is allergic to cats. So oh, I yeah. had to decide between my husband and the cat. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you chose right, as much as we love our cats. <laughs> yes. And after diving into your incredible journey, Heather, I've got to say you are the real life RV superwoman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are awesome. And is that true that you really told your mom that you didn't want to have kids? I did. Yeah, that's something most people don't know. Um, in fact, my kids asked me yesterday, when you got married to dad, how many kids did you think you'd have? And I was like, well, at that time, I kind of came around. I thought maybe four or five. And they're like, wow, you ended up with eight. And I told my mom as a teenager, I don't want kids because I was being rebellious and going through my little stubborn streak and trying to exert my, you know, my own will. And I told her, I don't want to have kids. So here I am eight kids later. <laughs> That's nice. That's really yeah. nice. And also you've been, I, I was reading and preparing your episode and I have to tell you that you've been through so much, Heather. And your resilience is truly inspiring. When you were 29 years old and pregnant, you were diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. So right. can you, do you mind sharing with us a little bit about your journey? Yeah. So my husband and I had been married um, for about eight years and I was 29 years old. And I noticed a lump in my left breast and I was pregnant with our sixth baby. So I went in and told my, uh, my midwife, I have noticed a lump. I think it's probably just nursing or something. And she thought the same thing, but luckily she took it serious and she went and had an ultrasound and that led to a biopsy. And then they told me, yes, Heather, you do have cancer. And it wasn't just, just one tumor, but it had spread to my lymph nodes and the hormones of the pregnancy were actually feeding the cancer itself. So I was told by the doctors to abort my baby to save my life. And I told them that that was not something I was willing to do. I wasn't in alignment with what I knew my purpose in life was. And so I told them I would rather die than take the life of my baby. And so then my husband and I went on a journey to figure out how do we save myself and our baby. And that's where we, that's the journey that we went on. Wow. You're so courageous. And after that, you had other two babies after this baby. That's amazing that you, you were healthy. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. I'm sure it was very difficult. It was not easy. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I can't you say I'm brave, but I didn't feel brave of going through no. that. <laughs> it pushes you to the limits and beyond what you think you could possibly handle, um, both with fear and pain and faith and even our marriage. And so just being tested in all those different ways brought to the point beyond where you think you can handle it. And then you realize, oh, I guess I can handle it because I, I have to handle it. <laughs> Yeah. And you're so young. It's too young, but in those times, 29 years old, we don't even think that it can be possible. It can happen. With right. Us. And can you tell us about the pivotal moment in your marriage when you were diagnosed 
how it led you to realize the need for a change in your relationship dynamics? Yeah, so I can remember a specific moment. Uh, I was going through chemotherapy. Our baby was born and she was born healthy and well, but I still had to go through a year and a half of chemo and really intense treatment. And so I was bald and sick and going through radiation and going through chemotherapy and I was cooking dinner in the kitchen and I was just in tears. Uh, I remember feeling like I was, I lost my health. I lost my breast. I lost our home. I lost our business. Like there was so much loss. And now I felt like I was losing my marriage. My husband was turning to his family for emotional support. And I felt like he was abandoning me. That was a story that I made up in my head. And I realized that I couldn't handle losing my marriage on top of everything else. And that the story that I had really came from a deep insecurity a feeling like I wasn't good enough, feeling like I wasn't deserving of love and feeling like I would try really, really hard, but people would always leave me. I realized that was an internal belief or an internal story that I had. And if I kept believing that story, then it was going to ruin my marriage because I wouldn't accept his love. I wouldn't accept working on the relationship and having it turn around. So I realized I had to work on that story and shift that pattern that I was in, in order to save my marriage. And after I did that, <laughs> I realized I am good enough. I am deserving. I am worthy of love and really coming to accept and believe that inside myself that then started to shift and change the patterns in our relationship. And now that's exactly what I've helped thousands of people do as well is to identify what are the patterns that are holding you back and what are some of the stories that you're telling yourself and the stories that you have about your marriage that aren't serving you, that are creating a lot of dysfunction and drama and tension and pain and heartbreak. And if we can shift those stories and those patterns, then we can create a healthy and functional relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's the work that I do now. And I was so driven by going through that myself and being brought almost to the brink of divorce, almost to the brink of dying, right? Have a second chance at life and a second chance at, at my marriage that I want to be able to give that to more and more people. So our mission now is to help heal a million marriages. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm pretty sure you will reach this goal because you <laughs> are so strong and it's a challenging situation when you are married and you receive such a diagnosis or any diagnosis doesn't mean that it needs to be cancer. And sometimes the partner is not prepared for such an event like disease. I'm not an expert, but I believe that the fear of loss and emotional distance can lead to misunderstanding. So mm -hmm. what actions did you take to strengthen your relationship amidst such a trying circumstance? 
So I think like most people, I did like the traditional things. <laughs> I went to self-help books. I listened to podcasts, right? And I got a lot of great tips um, and tried to go to therapy. My husband wasn't interested in going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of that wasn't really fitting what I needed. And so I was like, well, what can I do, right? If I want to work on my relationship, my husband's kind of resistant to working on things. What do I do? And I think many people find themselves in that situation where they want to improve the relationship, but their spouse doesn't want to go to therapy. They don't want to talk to them. They don't want to address the issues. They might just want to sweep things under the rug, or maybe they're wanting a divorce or they're having an affair. Um, And so what I found was first, this is cliche, but, you know, really going deep into myself and understanding what was holding me back with those own limiting beliefs and those own stories, because that's the only place that we can control. Of course, we hear that is ourselves, right? And we know that's true. And when you start to change and improve yourself, now you've changed 50% of the equation of the relationship, right? And the more you come into wholeness and wellness within yourself, the more you allow health and wholeness and wellness to be created in your relationship. So it is taking radical accountability for your own part in what's going on and choosing to step out of the drama triangle, right? So I think the first action step is like really look at your own internal story and your beliefs and take accountability for your part. And then second, start to decide what you really want to have in your marriage, right? Um, One of the greatest tendencies we have is to focus on what is and to be upset about it and hurt about it and complain about it and tell everyone about how awful it is, right? And that just perpetuates more of the same. So if you want to get something different, you have to do something different. So look at the patterns that are going to support what you're wanting, I think would be like the third step there. So second step, identify what you really want. And third step, what are the actions and the patterns of behavior that you need to have to create that in your life and in in your relationship? And most of us aren't taught how to have those patterns and how to have that healthy relationship. And so it's really not our fault that we struggle so much to have the kind of love and stability and security and trust that we're wanting, you know, the connection that we're wanting. The good news is that you can learn. So then that would be the fourth thing is then put those actions into practice and let them become, you know, the habits of a healthy relationship to build that foundation. Um, And then a lot of that comes into, well, what does your partner do, right? So if those are things you're going to do, right, how do you help have your partner want to work on the marriage, want to talk with you, want to open up and communicate with you? And that's really a process of gaining perspective into what they're going through and understanding what they're wanting and understanding where they're coming from. So if I was to put it in a, in a nutshell, that's, <laughs> that's the process that mm-hmm. helped me in the action steps that I took and that I now teach to other people. And how do you handle situations when one partner is more willing to work on the marriage than the other? Yeah. So we are the ICU for marriages and we help only the most extreme cases. So we take the couples that are on the verge of divorce, there's having, you know, affairs are going on, multiple affairs, drug addiction, midlife crisis, um, really, really challenging situations. And people come to us after they've already pretty much tried everything else. They've tried therapy, their spouse doesn't want to go, just like you said. Um, You know, they've done the self-help, they've worked on themselves, they're doing all these things, but nothing seems to be working. And what we help them do is to turn their marriage around by increasing 
safety in the relationship, reducing tension, taking the pressure off. And there are certain things that most people are doing that are actually pushing their spouse further away from them that they don't even realize that they're doing. So we help them understand what some of those are and then very common mistakes that many people are making. Um, most of those mistakes include like demanding that their partner go to therapy, demanding that they work on the marriage, demanding that they do it for the kids or they honor their vows, demanding they end the affair or change any kind of demands that you put on a spouse that's already checked out and already wants a divorce is only going to backfire. It's not going to make them want to work on it anymore with you. And the next one would be manipulating, trying to manipulate them to come back, trying to trick them to come back or try to use the kids to get them to come back, like all the different kinds of forms of manipulation, right? <laughs> I want to talk to you about misconceptions. There are so many. Yes. Some couples think that time will naturally heal the issues in the marriage without any proactive efforts to address to underlying problems. Mm -hmm. As an expert in marriage coaching, what do you believe are the most common misconceptions people have about saving a failing marriage on their own, which I don't think works? And mm -hmm. how do you address those misconceptions? Yeah, that's a really great question. Like that misconception you were talking about there of just time will somehow resolve things. It never does, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, if I had cancer, right, right, the cancer tumor that I had, it's not just going to go away on its own, right? You have to be proactive about that. And one of the most important indicators of successful couples is that they can give and receive feedback. So they have the ability to communicate, Hey, you know, when you said that it, it kind of triggered me emotionally, I was feeling kind of insecure about that. Uh, can we work together to address that, right? Can we work together so we both feel safe and secure here? Is that something you can help me with, right? And work together as a team to address and solve those issues. And so some of the other common misconceptions that we see really hold people back is that there's nothing you can do if your partner wants out. And I think way too many people give up way too soon simply because we aren't taught how to save a marriage from divorce or what to do when your spouse says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And there's that misconception, like it takes two to tango. It does take two to tango, but you can save your marriage on your own if you're willing to go first and you're willing to make some changes that's going to help your partner want to work on the relationship with you. So I think there's probably a lot more that I could go into, but those are the two that come at uh, the top of my mind. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a marriage expert, but I see that it takes courage and strength to reach out for help. But some couples may also think that admitting they need help implies weakness or failure. Right. And it leads them to avoid seeking support, even from their own family, although I think family 
does not help in this situation. I think that while they can be very well-meaning, it really does take an expert that knows how to solve these kind of problems, especially if your spouse is on the verge of divorce, if they want separation, if they're having an affair, like that's a very serious issue. Um, and so be very mindful about who you take advice from, because even though they love you, they might not be the expert that can help you with that. Just like with cancer for me, um, my parents and my family love me, but they are not experts on how to save a baby and save a mom from cancer. <laughs> so no. I did what I recommend everyone does and go to the top experts in the world that know how to solve the kind of problem that you're dealing with. And it's not your fault if you can't save the marriage on your own, because almost no one can. It does require that outside expert guidance to help you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I love the idea of uh, intensive care unit. I mean, I see you. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about your program? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. We are the ICU for marriages and we really help those in extreme situations. And if you're wanting to know that you gave your marriage everything that you could and not have any regret, I think that's one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself, no matter what challenge you're facing, whether it's divorce or cancer or something else. But think about how you want to look back at this time at the end of your life. We want to look back with peace of mind, knowing that we did everything we could, that we learned skills that we didn't have and that we grew and overcame this problem, right? You can go through a problem or you can overcome a problem. And when you overcome the problem, you've outgrown that problem. And you become a better version of yourself, better, stronger, wiser, more loving, more compassionate, and overall more joyful. So our program helps you to do exactly that, to turn around a relationship when your spouse isn't wanting to work on it with you, they aren't wanting to talk with you, to become someone that's willing to talk with you, wanting to work on the relationship with you, and to build a healthy foundation so you can have that healthy relationship for life. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what we do. Wonderful. Can you share just one specific exercise you use to help couples uh, build trust and emotional intimacy? Absolutely. So in intimacy and trust are so interrelated, right? As you are more vulnerable, that requires trust. And the more that that vulnerability is met with safety, the more trust you're going to have. So that's what we call the intimacy cycle. So I love that you talked about intimacy, trust, and connection right there. And that vulnerability, because that's exactly how they all feed each other. So a great exercise to do would be like, really look at maybe one of your deepest insecurities, right? And one of your deeper internal beliefs about yourself um, and a limiting belief, like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Uh, people always betray me. I can't trust you. Um, there's something fundamentally flawed about me, right? So really going deep, that's going to require vulnerability to share that because you're being so exposed to one of the things that maybe is even locked away that you don't even really want to look at yourself, right? But as you say, you know, I am worried that I'm not good enough and that you might leave me for someone else and that, you know, I'm not really worthy of love. And you share that in a very vulnerable way. And as you you know, you share those kind of deeper levels of closeness and vulnerability with your partner, that's going to increase the intimacy. And then as your partner shares with you, because they're going to be more willing and open to share when you're more willing and open to share, right? You meet that with safety. So when they say, yeah, you know, I'm also feeling whatever they share and you meet that with safety, 
and reward them for sharing that saying, thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. I can really see where you're coming from. And I know that that was kind of scary or hard to share. I really appreciate you being vulnerable with me. That's going to, again, create more of that uh, connection and trust so that the vulnerability is safe. The more vulnerability is met with safety, then the deeper the connection that you're going to have, the more trust that you're going to have in each other. And so you can do that at appropriate levels for wherever you are in your relationship. It might not be appropriate to go, you know, my deepest fear is that you're going to leave me because I feel like I'm not deserving of love. It might not be appropriate <laughs> where you're at in your relationship, but the more that you can share um, authentically and genuinely and vulnerably, the deeper the connection is going to be between you. Yes. Back to your goal. You've set a goal to help one million couples and create a society where healthy marriages are the norm. I'm here for you. So how do you plan to achieve such a massive impact? Because this is a massive impact, Heather. Tell us, how are you going to make it? <laughs> I love you asked that. I don't know exactly everything how, and that's okay to me. Um, I have, you know, ideas and everything, but I think that's one of the things that going through cancer taught me is like, I didn't know how I was going to save my life or my babies, like ABC all the way through, you know, and it's similar as also as we're saving a relationship. Sometimes we don't know exactly how it's all going to work to get there. But I do know that when you make a decision and you declare like, this is what I want, this is where I'm going then the way to get there or the how will show up. Um, and so some of the things that we are working on is we're publishing our Thriving Marriage book. And we uh, I am a best-selling author with my cancer memoir. And so I uh, hope to and plan to get that out to hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. Um, and we do have our podcast and we're continuing to share that message. And I believe that as we connect with more people like you, Lucia, and people that are like, yeah, I want that society. I want a society where, hey, we actually get along. Like we're we're all different, but we have a common purpose. We're unified in wanting to do good in our lives and in the world. The more people that come together and share that vision and connect, then the more powerful it's going to be and the faster we're going to accelerate into, into getting there. So I really feel like if it's in your heart, you know, all the people listening to this, that I want to be able to heal this. I want to have a kind of a love and a, a relationship with my partner where we love and accept each other for who we are, flaws and all. And I want to feel safe. And I want my children to have that kind of relationship. I want them to grow up where they have skills that I didn't have. And they have um, the knowledge of how to create a relationship that is deeply fulfilling. And they can be their true authentic selves and be safe in that relationship then we'll come together and we're going to make it happen. So more and more of us, I think, are eager and ready to make those shifts in our personal lives and in our society. And what advice would you give to couples who may be as hesitant, or let's say skeptical, about mm -hmm. seeking coaching to improve their marriage? Yeah, I think it's just really decide where you want to go, right? And when you make that decision, like I said, like the how will show up. And so whether that's coaching or another avenue, it's okay. Um, but just make sure that you know where you really want to go. And when you make that kind of decision from your soul level, like your inner self, then you'll have that passion and that drive and that dedication to do what it takes to get there. And so it's really making that decision. Where do I want to go? How do I want to look back at this at the end of my life? 
right? How do I want to look back and remember what I did? Do I want to look back with regret, you know, that I just kept doing the same things because we keep doing the same things. We're going to keep getting the same results, right? Or do you want to look back and know that you gave it everything you could and you have peace of mind about no matter what the outcome is, I know I gave it everything. And I know that I learned and I grew and I overcame things and became a better version of myself along the way. So to me, that's worth everything making that firm level decision and choosing to live life with no regrets. Yes. And the, the most important question for you now is where can we find you, your book, Fighting for Our Lives, your podcast, Thriving Marriage Podcast, and of course, your coaching program. Actually, I would like to know if your sections are one by one. Yes, please share with us all about you and your work. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be very curious about everything that you are telling us now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeling that in your heart, this is resonating. I would love to connect with you and help show you what the next steps are. So if you want to explore coaching, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching that we do because it's very important to go deep with you individually and get you the expert help that you need specific to your relationship. And we offer a free one-on-one -on -one marriage breakthrough session. And you can get that at highthrivecoaching.com slash apply. So highthrivecoaching.com. And we can schedule you for a free marriage breakthrough session there and explore if coaching is a good fit. And you can also look at our other programs there on our website, highthrivecoaching.com. And my book is on Amazon. I recently got the rights back. It used to be in Barnes and Noble and everything, but now it's just on Amazon. So you can just look on Amazon mm -hmm. and it's fighting for our lives. And then our podcast is the Thriving Marriage Podcast. And you can find that on our website too. My gosh, how do you have time? We have to talk. Okay, <laughs> Dear listeners, we are thrilled to announce that Heather will be featured in our upcoming magazine, The Relatable Voice, in <laughs> August. Yes, be sure to grab your free copy and dive into her inspiring story and, of course, insights. And Heather, thank you. Thank you very much. Keep rocking those superpowers <laughs> and inspiring us all with your amazing story. Actually, I would love to go back to Colorado to interview you again. And of course, I'll be subscribing to your podcast as soon as we finish this interview. Yes, I wish you all the best for you and your whole family. Thank you, Lucia. And thank you to each of you listening. My heart, my love, my appreciation goes out to you guys. You're all beautiful and you are worthy and deserving of love. And I can't wait to see how we can work together to create healthy and happy relationships. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.